So we have our advisory board and those people are very respected throughout the industry and they bring something to the table that's very different. Of all the organizations I've ever been on, I've never been a part of a group of people that are so focused, so talented, but also have such a clear vision themselves. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey, Remarkables, welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson, and I am thrilled to introduce you to a great friend of mine who, it's he's a new friend, but he's become a great, great friend pretty quickly because we are just so aligned in our core values, our vision story for chiropractic, and now our behaviors, because now we get to work together. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Baron Hoig, who you probably recognize his name from One Chiropractic. Baron, welcome to the show, man. I'm looking forward to having this important conversation about the Chiropractic Defense Council. Well, thank you, man. I'm glad to be here. Glad to meet your tribe at will. And uh, yeah, looking forward to an awesome conversation. Right on. So, uh, Baron, before we jump into this discussion, so I'd love for our audience uh, to just hear just a quick, just a quick snapshot of your background because it is impressive. And uh, you know, honestly, I'm impressed with myself for not having called you Doctor Baron Hoyt because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you might as well. You're you're one of those DCs without a degree, man. You're not a chiropractor, but you are deeper into chiropractic and more passionate about chiropractic and more on purpose about chiropractic than, uh, frankly, most of the chiropractors that I know. And I know a lot of badass chiropractors. So, man, why don't you give us a little bit about your background, who you are, man, and what you've been up to before we get into the meat of today's conversation? Yeah, well. You know, I'll, I'll keep this as short as I can. It's a God story. You know, God is good. And, uh, you know, it starts with just being a sinner saved by grace and understanding that my purpose is to find ways to love and serve. And back in 1996, I found chiropractic out of fluke. It was just, I was looking for a job and I happened to be a chiropractor, knew nothing about it. Didn't know anybody that had ever been adjusted. At least nobody that had ever told me that they had been adjusted. Long story short, I got in there and I was blown away as I started seeing what was happening with patients. I was so confused. That outcome was become was coming from that service, which at the time looked so rudimentary. You know, we do it to ourselves all the time, you know, cracking our knuckles and doing things. And I just didn't understand the connection between what was legitimately happening and the outcomes we were experiencing. And you know, there was just an experience that happened with a patient that blew my mind that told me immediately, number one, there's power in what we were doing. And number two, I didn't have to be a chiropractor to influence people through chiropractic. And so I'm just very thankful to God that that experience had happened because that's really why I do what I do today. So I went on a journey. At the time, I was pretty much just a con artist. I was a, we were singer clients. So I had learned the primary script, the four-day report of findings and was really good at it and, you know, closing people, but I had no belief behind my words. It was literally just a script that I had memorized. And so as I got this connection that, holy cow, something big is happening here. I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to not know things. I I kind of want to be one of the most intelligent people in the room because it just, I just don't like not understanding what people are saying. So I dug in and I started sending myself to seminars and I, and I became a sponge. And the more I learned, the more kind of pissed off I got that I didn't know that this profession existed. I was very frustrated. And, and so I just kind of made it my mission. One of my gifts is the gift of gab and my ability to communicate. I have really no fear when it comes to talking. 
And so I just started sharing what I was learning with everybody. And as I did that, our clinics grew. And so we started opening clinics. The guy that I had worked for had four. I started running all four of his. I talked him into partnering with me to open five more. So we had nine clinics that we were running around Ohio. And, um, you know, I just fell in love with telling the story and getting people passionate and talking to parents and getting people to, to be less ignorant about health and about what chiropractic truly was. As I did that, my name got out through the Singer organization that I was a non-chiro that was owning clinics and all this kind of stuff. And so I started in the consulting world. So for about 10 years, I started consulting and working with doctors, helping them with the business aspect of healthcare. That led me to the whole managed care world. I became a certified professional coder because no one in the industry understood insurance at the time. So I mastered that side of it, went back into the industry and started really teaching a more philosophical approach to coding, not a reimbursement approach. So I became very known and a sought after speaker because people left my coding classes wanting to practice rather than wanting to give up shop and run away. And so I've always had this seed of philosophy, but this practical understanding of business. So I, I really, I functioned in both camps very well. So I did that for a while I, consulting. I helped develop an EHR software when that became a thing. And then I took a position as the executive director of the Ohio State Chiropractic Association. And I did that for six and a half years. That was a huge educational experience for me. That was the first time I saw the underbelly of the profession where you see the politics and you see, you know, the glamoring events, you look behind the scenes and you see all the selfish, conceited human beings that were driving a lot of aspects of our profession. And it was just a kind of a slap in the face. You have this view and this passion and this love, and then you see really how the infrastructure of our profession operates. It was a great six and a half years. I mean, I, we did some amazing things in Ohio. We reinvented how state associations operate. We grew exponentially. I started serving on national boards at that time, on executive committees of the Cairo Congress, working in conjunction with the ACA and ICA, kind of met everyone that was everyone. But I also saw a broken structure in the profession. And I said, we're never going to achieve much more than we have now if we don't start thinking differently. We were still functioning like we were back in the 80s. And it doesn't work in today's world. People are different. Communication is different. The things that inspire people are different today than they were in the 80s. People aren't joiners anymore. And so as I looked at state associations and national associations and their structures, it's broken. And it's why we kind of get to a certain level and we fall back because we start infighting because of the infrastructure. And so that's when myself and a group of people started One Chiropractic. And our whole purpose was to think differently. One of our favorite quotes that drove a lot of what we did back in 2016 was from Buckminster Fuller. And it says, to cause true change, you cannot fight the existing reality. You need to create a new reality that makes the old uh, reality obsolete. So rather than fighting, rather than being mad at other people, we put all of our energy into doing things differently. And that momentum has created the following and the success that we've had through the different projects that we've taken on. So I'm all in. I call myself the profession's biggest groupie that they've ever had. I've been in the industry for 26 years. My daughter's at Sherman right now, getting ready to start eighth quarter. My son will be headed to, likely to life in the fall of 23 so, you know, I'm in, I mean, it's my, it's my family. It's, it's what I do. It's what I believe. And so, yeah, we're excited and love just making whatever impact we can make. So good. So, you know, with, with such an impressive background and so much service to chiropractic, it's, you know, it's, you were an obvious choice for the project that I brought you away. So, you know, you and I, we, uh, we crossed paths a couple of times, your name kept coming up. And finally, you know, you and I connected in really connected in Mexico at the ultimate achievers club meeting. 
So we were down to Cabo, which is a great setting to have a, a first meeting, <laughs> by the way, how could things go sideways there? Right. So we had a great and important conversation and it was really like, it was after that conversation that I knew that the time was right for what we're going to be talking about today. So I've had this thing on my heart for about seven or eight years. I don't remember exactly when it started, but I remember the first conversations that I had with it. I had with John Butcher. I had this conversations with Patch and Tempo and you know really uh, some of the people that were in my inner circle at the time who I knew understood the landscape of what was going on in chiropractic and what I recognized was that chiropractic has been a really easy target for a long time right so and specifically chiropractors because most chiropractors act like and feel like they're an island, right? They're on their own and they're out there in the world. And they're a very easy target for people to pick on and attack, you know, whether we're talking about the medical world attacking them or the regulatory world attacking them or legal world on some level attacking them. But we've seen these attacks throughout our history. And I feel like we've had such great exposure and there's never been any organization that was there to defend and protect the rights of the practicing chiropractor. You know, we've seen it from the beginning. We go all the way back, you know, Wilkes case and, be, and before that, you know, obviously the jailed chiropractors, et cetera, but really in the modern world, this is happening all over the place. Now, as a coach, I have coaching clients all around the world. So I've got eyes into thousands of chiropractic practices and I hear thousands of stories every year. So, you know, some of those stories are really upsetting where our brothers and sisters are getting attacked for literally practicing chiropractic. And, you know, whether you're talking about, you know, Dr. Ian and what he went through down in Australia with the pediatric situation, or whether you're talking about Ireland, where they're going to take x-ray rights away, or now currently up in British Columbia, where they're, you know, attacking the rights, the regulatory restrictions, the overreach around who can take x-rays, when and where and why. And, you know, we see these things where these organizations are attacking the fundamental elements of what it means to be a licensed practicing chiropractor trying to do our work. And this is a terrible situation because it's a, you know, it, it erodes the certainty of our chiropractors. It creates a great deal of fear and what a terrible place to lead from, you know, as we are trying to lead a profession and lead a community back towards health, we're trying to change the landscape of health, true healthcare, you can't really lead a revolution if you don't have the certainty, right? You can't feel like you're on your own. So, you know, I came up with this idea that we could create this thing and I nicknamed it the Chiropractic Defense Council because I wanted to call it the CDC because I thought it'd be a great way to get conversations started and maybe get us some inroads into some access to some conversations we wouldn't have otherwise. But ultimately, the Chiropractic Defense Council would be just that. It would be this very highly specialized team, which would be in essence, a legal team. We'd have regulatory experts supporting them, literature experts, scope of practice experts, and of course, PR, you know, so a PR firm to make sure we could get our message out there. But really the design, the intention would be if somebody were to trespass on the rights of a practicing chiropractor anywhere in the world, then we would have this team that was, I love how you say, teched up and on the ready ready to be deployed to snuff out that situation, hit them hard, hit them loud, get some wins and make people think twice about picking on chiropractors. Here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. One of our core values at The Remarkable Practice is innovation. And that's one reason why we love partnering with SCED, who is dedicated to helping chiropractors connect and communicate better by using innovative technology that's easy to use. SCED allows chiropractors to connect to every patient through their mobile phone like never before, increasing conversion, retention, and reactivations all with less work. 
Software can seem complicated to start, so the team at Sked does all the work to get you set up and running as quickly and efficiently as possible. Sked does the hard work for you. To request a demo, go to www.sked.life. That's S-K-E-D.life. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, I'll never forget that conversation we had by that pool because, you know, I was going through an experience. I had lost my mentor that had passed away unexpectedly, Dr. Tom Clapp, and he and I were pretty much the people running One Chiropractic at the time, and he was my idea guy. And I'm a doer. I can dream, but I, I like getting my hands dirty and rolling my sleeves up. And so with him passing on, I was kind of rudderless for a little bit. I just didn't know where to go. And then I had, you know, you and I had been talking a little bit and we got a chance to really sit for a few hours and talk, which in your time, in your world, for anyone that knows you, that doesn't happen to get you for a couple hours uninterrupted. So again, I think that was a God thing as well for both of us at that moment. As you start explaining your story to me, because I was frustrated. I was very angry again. You know, our profession has literally the best product on the planet, in my opinion, but yet we fumble the football just about every time we get in the game. We just cannot seem as a profession to take advantage of opportunities because of our structure, because of the way that we operate. And as you're sharing this idea of this defense council, I'm thinking, holy crap, like that's a legitimate need, first of all, but secondly, that's a doable objective. Like that can be done. The only thing that limits us is our mind. Like we can legitimately build something that's never been built in our profession before that actually meets a need and people can come around without all of the disagreements. We're not talking about what you believe about the subluxation. We're not talking about who you think should or shouldn't be sitting in what position. This is literally, we all want our rights protected. You know, and the beauty of, of what we're building with the Defense Council is this isn't just about practicing rights. It's also about your rights to live the way you and your family choose to live. That's right. Your children should not be rejected from a school because we're not injecting them with poison. Like that's not okay. And these are the types of battles we're going to take on. And I'm telling you, the, the the attorneys we have are unbelievable. These people have a resume, but man, they would take on God right now. Like they are so ready to take on big battles. They're not afraid of going against pharma. They're not afraid against going against local governments. They're not afraid. They're ready to go. You know, one of the groups we have, they actually took on the DuPont issue. If, if For those of you that are old enough to remember DuPont and the cancer issue and they're like, they took on the beast at the time. DuPont was the pharmaceutical company of the era. And, and this guy served on that council that took them on. So, I mean, he is just enrooted with, let's go, let's take on, I'll be the underdog. It's the best place to be. So we've got some fighters, you know, we've got PR firms that literally have taken on major crises that have happened. The BP oil spill crisis. Those are the types of people that we're pulling in and they're excited to be able to do this for chiropractic. They themselves connect with our mission of, of we should have choice. We should be able to function within the framework that currently exists. We don't need to shrink that at all. That goes against everything that America and really the world stands for when it comes to the right to practice. And those boundaries have already been created. So I'm blown away with the opportunity to be able to lead this charge. But I'm also super excited because as we're pulling this together, another thing I'll say real quick is I've always wanted to unify our profession without uniformity, right? You can create unity without uniformity. And, I, and most people, when they hear unity, they're like, oh, there's no way. And I agree. Unity for the sake of unity is never going to happen in chiropractic. It's just not. I've sat in a lot of seats. I've been in a lot of meetings. I've been in a lot of round tables trying to bring the ACA and ICA together, trying to bring state associations together when there's more. I've sat in those rooms. Never going to happen in chiropractic. Our, our belief system is too rooted, deep rooted. However, we can create unity 
without uniformity, without all of us agreeing on every issue. But we've got to find the topics that we actually agree on. And we don't do that. We want to win. We want our point to be heard. So we dig into things like what technique is the best and what you should say and what words should be said. That creates so many obstacles and roadblocks for us to move forward. This conversation, however, no arguments. I mean, I'm talking to schools. Everybody agrees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm watching people get excited and not only do they agree themselves, they're telling me, Hey, you need to reach to this organization because they need to be a part of it too. And they're creating, and again, I'm talking to the chiropractic summit, to presidents of chiropractic schools, to huge consulting groups that have historically kind of been isolated and not a part of the big team. And everyone's like, dude, we're in on this. This is great. Our business model makes sense. Like no one in our industry has ever taken the approach we're taking of getting a lot of people to do a little bit. And so you're not weighted on those huge contributions. And when they pull it, you're screwed. And now you got to go and figure out how you're going to fundraise. We are not going to spend our time fundraising. We're going to spend our time doing the work because our fundraising is built through the, the economic structure, which is very unique. It's never happened in our profession that I've ever seen. So everything we're doing, we've learned from other things that have worked in other industries and other areas. We're bringing it into chiropractic proud to say it wasn't our idea and just saying, but it works. What we have to do is create an organization that people trust. And they're going to trust the CDC because there is no political agenda here. Our agenda is to ensure that chiropractors can continue to live their lives and practice the way they choose to live, period. That's it. And we're creating a swagger, right? And you know, our tag, I see it on your shirt. Don't tread on me. We're done. Right, we're done. We need to have some confidence, some arrogance again about being proud about what we bring to this world. Damn it, you know, chiropractic is an answer to 90% of the healthcare questions that our world has right now. It is, we know that, we see it every single day in our clinics, but yet we don't have the confidence to stand in front of a room and preach that. We don't have the support system behind us, the attorneys, the PR firms, the, the legislators, the lobbyists, We and that's all gonna be part of this council. I mean, we're literally gonna have 10 to 12 absolute experts on retainer. And let me say that again, because this is a different, this isn't my PI. This, this is a big difference. And let's unpack that structure a bit. So I want them to understand the, the bones of the organization and how we're going to run it. Absolutely. So first of all, we also know with nonprofits, there's somewhat of a bad rap, especially when it generates millions of dollars, which we are going to have to do and we will do. And so the first thing we're doing is we have an advisory committee, right? Our advisory board are built up of individuals that are leaders across the profession that are the eyes to make sure that this organization never loses track of where it's going. We're also not the organization that's going to start spiraling. And the next thing you know, we're creating six or seven other business lines that complicate our mission. We are laser focused. We have one agenda, and that is to protect the rights of practicing chiropractors and their families, period, across the world. That's it. It's, we're not going to spin off into other things that maybe are parallels because then we deplete our resources, we thin our bandwidth, and things, you know, that's where things kind of go wrong. And confuse our message, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So we're singular and focused. So this advisory board is there, one, to make sure there's transparency with the finances. We are going to be putting out financial reports. We're going to tell you what we're collecting and what we're spending. There's going to be no secrets here. You're going to know any administrative costs, what I'm making, what anyone that works for us is making, how much we brought in, what projects it went to, how much went to our defense council, how much went to going out and doing what we're doing, how many, how much went to legal, you know, it's, we're just going to be transparent because the beauty is there's nothing to hide here. There's no individual that's doing this for their own ego or gain. It's literally the most selfless project I've ever been a part of because the mission is that important. So we have our advisory board and those people are very respected throughout the industry. 
and they bring something to the table that's very different. Of all the organizations I've ever been on, I've never been a part of a group of people that are so focused so talented, but also have such a clear vision themselves. They're not ego whores. They're not the people that you would see on the front of dynamic chiropractic, which I love. I love that everyone here is just a doer and they have a great heart. So underneath that, the advisory board, we have a selection committee. The selection committee is a group of people that are going to look at all of the requests that come into us. Once the world knows that we exist, we're going to have people calling us saying, my insurance company just bundled my E&M with my adjustment. That's not really the scope of what we're getting into. You know, we can't fight everyone's little battles in their areas. So this selection committee looks at all the requests that come in and starts looking at and deciding which ones are best suited for us to have success and that meet really what we bring to the table. That one are big enough that it affects a large group of chiropractors, not just one or two people in a town. We're not, you know, a personal security firm that can go in and just knock people out for you. But the big enough issue, but it also takes it away from people saying, oh, Barron's just picking his friends or Dr. Franson's picking his friends, that there's a process. Like you submit a request, you let us know what's going on. That selection committee will look at that, turn that around. They'll pick the projects that make sense, that fit with our scope. And then we'll just, then we take it and we deploy the defense council themselves. And the defense council, again, are rock stars. We're going to have three to four attorneys. We've already secured two that are rock stars. We're working on a couple others that have a lot of experience with vaccines and a lot of experience with local government. But we're going to have probably three to four attorneys for sure. We already have a PR firm. She's a rock star. She comes with a huge resume. It's going to be amazing. She's going to help us make sure that our messaging, whenever we take on these issues, the messaging within the profession and also the messaging outside of the profession, because I think there's an opportunity with these battles to not only win and get the people off our back that are on it, but it's an amazing opportunity to let the world know who we really are, which has been a problem with chiropractic. The world still does not understand chiropractic. After 126 years this September, people still don't understand why they're going to their chiropractor. And we believe in the midst of this battle, if we do it right, we can also educate the world because we're going to be getting some press as we're putting injunctions in certain states. If California decides to get stupid and start mandating vaccines in order for chiropractors to operate, dude, we're going to make some front lines because it's our team that's going to go in and fight this battle. And then everyone else is going to join on with us. So that PR firm is there to ensure that we're messaging that right. You know, that it's not just badass chiropractors going out there kicking butt. It's there's a way to do it. So I'm very excited about her and her firm. We also have a lobbyist in DC that is very, very connected. And I've been working with them for other projects for a couple of years. Very impressed with them. We got all the way to the White House on a couple of our issues. So we have a very, very connected lobbyist that is going to help us with the legislative and all of that type of issues. And they, they function nationwide. So that's going to be phenomenal here in the US. And then we have researchers, we have content experts, we have the data heads, they're going to help us aggregate data. So as our attorneys get into these battles, We've already got a built-in team that's on retainer. And again, let me say that again, they're on retainer. These are people that are already on our payroll, which means when we move, they move immediately. This isn't, oh crap, here's a battle. Now we got to go find someone. And we Looking for volunteers, trying to get together a team nothing. of experts, trying to get them teched up so they know the situation. Like this is a team that's on the ready. They're ready. I guess the best analogy, and you actually gave me this analogy and I use it all the time because I love it. We have our armed services, right? We, this, this has got kind of an army type feel to it that we're putting together. But when you looked at the armed services, they're obviously a corporation. They have multiple divisions. They have multiple different ways to serve within their infrastructure. But they also have those elite strike forces. Every branch has their elite team, right? And we talk about the Navy SEALs because I think they get the most you know, PR out of this. But when you look at the Navy SEALs and how very specifically trained and equipped they are for specific type issues, 
The Navy SEALs don't make the Army irrelevant. They don't make the Navy irrelevant. They don't make the Air Force irrelevant. But they will work with any of those groups depending on the conflict or the situation that it necessitates. They come in, they do their work, and they get out. That's essentially what we're doing here. We're creating a strike force, a team that is so equipped and ready to go that we'll work with, and let me say that again, we'll work with anybody that's in the same conflict that we're headed towards. So this isn't about us taking over. This isn't about us doing something because someone else isn't doing it. We're doing this because it just doesn't exist. And because it doesn't exist, it puts us in a very high potential of risk because the pandemic created unbelievable opportunities for chiropractic. I know it was devastating in a lot of areas of our world, but for chiropractic as, an, as a profession, it was a pretty good thing for us because it changed the conversation in healthcare. It's no longer you know sickness and not sick or absence of symptoms is health. And it's turned it into that being healthy prepares you for sickness. Meaning if you're not a good host, you don't have to fear things like you used to. So most chiropractors that live in our world that talk about health, they're killing it. Like, I mean, I own clinics now as well, and we're booming. I opened in the middle of a pandemic and we're seeing 200 visits a week at four days. And it's, it's incredible. And so that's awesome. So many opportunities. The world is starting to see us. But whenever the flashlight shines on you, that means everyone sees you, which means that brings threats. That brings things that you need to be prepared for. When you get famous or you have that hit record, you got to change some things in your life to prepare for the success that you're about to achieve. Our profession has never been ready for that. We had it in the 80s and we lost it because we didn't prepare. We got all cocky because insurance started covering us. Medicare started covering us. Insurance companies were paying us crazy money. We didn't know why. They didn't know why. And we didn't prepare. And then overnight, it got shut down because of managed care. I'm not personally willing to let that happen this time. We are coming in. The pendulum has swung and it's coming to our day again. But I, rather than sit there and celebrate and rejoice, which I think we should and we can, I also want to dig in and prepare and build an infrastructure behind that success to ensure that it can't get taken away from us overnight like it did back in the 80s. That's what this is about. This is about protecting against the threats that these awesome opportunities bring with them so that nobody can knock us down because we're ill-prepared, which has been our history, unfortunately. We don't think far enough ahead to be able to plan for potential devastations, and so we're always reactionary as a profession. So yeah, I mean, that's a lot of stuff to your one question, but it's This is exciting stuff and it's bringing people together like I've never seen in my 26 years. So, you know, the time is now, obviously, as we come out of the storm of what the COVID catastrophe was, the lights are on at the dance, right? And people are now looking around for a better way to better health. This is an opportunity, obviously, that we've never seen before in chiropractic. We've talked about it, but now's the time, right? So for us to be able to step into the light, but as you said, this is going to bring more threats. There's more risks to that, and we need to be on the ready and be prepared. There will be assaults against our scope. There'll be assaults from regulatory. The medical world, of course, does not want to give up any of that territory or authority. And of course, you know, we see other threats coming down the pike. You mentioned vaccines and so many chiropractors kind of like they get a little shock and awe when you start talking about vaccines and they say, well, that's not a chiropractic issue. Truth is it's become a chiropractor issue because when they start mandating vaccination to be able to get a license or to have somebody work in your clinic or to see patients, it's all of a sudden become a really chiropractic issue, (laughs) in my opinion. So, you know, we're not an anti-vax organization. We are a pro-chiropractic rights organization. So I'm sure everybody hears that and knows that, that, you know, we're going to be out there making sure that you are able to practice the way you're licensed to practice inside the scope of chiropractic and protect the chiropractor as an individual. So 
Baron, I know that there's an event that's coming up where, you know, it's meant to be a summit that shares what we call a SWOT analysis, right? So we're doing a SWOT analysis on chiropractic, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that chiropractic faces now as we come out of the storm, so to speak. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Because it's going to be an opportunity for everybody to learn a lot more about just those things. And also, of course, to learn more about the CDC and what you can do to support the Chiropractic Defense Council. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Genesis Chiropractic Software and Billing Network harnesses artificial intelligence and automation to improve collections, patient retention, compliance, and staff efficiency. Being in the cloud for over 16 years allows Genesis to take advantage of artificial intelligence, provides the practice with a more accessible and secure system, allows for more seamless integrations with other technologies, and ensures you will always have access to the latest technology available on the market. Genesis Single Point Management harnesses AI and workflow automation in order to optimize the overall patient experience. For the practices that use Genesis single point management as compared to all other systems, they see an increase in revenue, cash, and insurance of 62%, patient retention 26%, compliance 32%, and 33% more staff efficiency. To schedule a risk-free demo, go to www.genesischiropracticsoftware.com. That's genesischiropracticsoftware.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, on July 23rd and 24th, we're doing a virtual summit. And it's what I love about this, it's unlike, I've been a part of a lot of summits and especially through the COVID years as a speaker, you know, you're used to traveling the world and then all of a sudden that you can't go anywhere and everything turns online. And so I've been a part of a lot of these summits and typically the summits are individuals bringing their expertise you know, pushing their mission and vision and agenda and products and services, which is all great and valuable, but it can get a little redundant. Like you go to enough of these things and you hear the same people and you start hearing the same things. We didn't want to do that with this. We wanted this to be very unique. So although we may have some of the same names that you're used to, what they're talking about, they've never talked about anywhere else because we've been very intentional about what we're asking them to talk about. So on June 23rd or July 23rd and 24th, you're going to get an experience with 20 different speakers, names you may know, names you may not know. Most of them you should know. They're all pretty popular names in the profession, but they're just having a very candid conversation with us about their view, their perch, their viewpoint of where the profession of chiropractic is sitting right now based on where the world has come, the good, the bad, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And then they're really explaining from their perspective, some of them are coaches, some of them are researchers, some of them you know, are in the face of some of these battles that we've talked about in Australia with the PEDS and British Columbia with x-rays and Texas with them going after the ability to, to examine and diagnose. You know, These are real issues that are happening every day. 
and they're telling us from their perspective what the issues are, what the opportunities are, and where we fit. And it's intentional. I mean, we're not hiding the fact that this was put together to help people understand the need for the CDC so that they'll support it. But I think it's very powerful to hear these vantage points. As you stated earlier, we function in silos in chiropractic. We go to events, we have fun with our colleagues, but when we go back, when it comes to the decisions we make in life, it's pretty much about what's happening in our own clinic. And we do that with ourselves, we do that with our staff, and we cheat all of us out of the bigness that chiropractic is. That's what this summit is about. It's about understanding where is chiropractic sitting in a post-COVID world? Like really, what is the truth? I know what's happening in my community, but what's happening in a podunk town in Kentucky is very different than what's happening in LA, California. Like you need to know the realities because someday if you're not careful, what's happening in LA is coming to Kentucky. Like that's a perfect example using Kentucky when they were actually the most restrictive as far as the impact on chiropractors, they had to wear gloves They had to wear masks. I mean, like mandated in order. They were shut down for almost four months, one of the few states that they couldn't practice. So, you know, that stuff happens overnight and no one would have ever thought that in a Midwest state, right? A Republican controlled Midwest state, you would have never thought it would be that restrictive, but it was because there wasn't preparation. No one knew it can happen anywhere. And so this summit is about making you aware of these things because things may be freaking awesome in your practice. And most of you listening to this, because you're tied to the remarkable practice, you guys are living the dream. I mean, you're living a remarkable lifestyle, which is amazing. It's not like that for everybody. And if we don't protect what you're doing and how you're doing it, then someday it may not be remarkable for you out of your control because we've got to think bigger than just our world. And that's what this summit is about. It's about hearing from people we respect, hearing from people that have much higher perches than we have and their viewpoint of what's going on. And then throughout it, we're tying in, just explaining a little bit deeper what the CDC is about, why we're operating the way we're operating, the transparency. So it's going to be a pretty special event. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Can I hear the date one more time? And I'll be sure to make sure to put that in a registration link down in the show notes. Yep. July 23rd and 24th. Excellent. So I'm assuming when people register, they're going to have the opportunity to have access to the recordings in perpetuity so they can go back because there's a lot of content. Absolutely. I know that I did a few of the interviews. I was interviewed myself and got to share a message. Man, you know what? I'll be honest with you, Baron. It was, I needed another thing to run like I need a hole in the head. (laughs) (laughs) And this is something that I've kept on the back burner for those seven or eight years. But you know what? The time is now. You can't ignore it anymore. And if not us, then who? That's right. And, you know, it's an honor to be involved with something that I think is just such meaningful work and such worthwhile initiative. And, you know, it is a God thing. So when I met you, I knew you were the right guy to, to make this thing you know, take off and be a hardcore operator like you are hardwired as obviously you're historically have been, but my experience with you has proven as such, you know, I just knew when this horse was let out of the barn, it was going to run and it has, which is really exciting. It's been incredible to watch how it's been received by every bit of chiropractic leadership and celebrity, frankly, by anybody you tell the story to, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so necessary. What a great idea. I'm in. So for people who want in, they don't even have to wait till the summit. We'll put a link down below to the landing page so that they can read up on the Chiropractic Defense Council and learn exactly how do I get involved? How can I participate? How can I support? And also, of course, a registration for the summit itself. So Baron Hoyt, we appreciate you, man, on behalf of Chiropractic and all chiropractors. We thank you, man. Thank you for your commitment to the profession and all the great work you do. Just God bless, brother. I'm excited to see where this is going to take us. Nice work. 
Well, thank you, my friend. And it is really my honor. I, I love, serving chiropractic has been one of the next to being a parent and serving my God. It's been one of the biggest honors that I've ever had. And we're going to keep doing it. I'm still pretty young, buddy. We got some work to do and, and we're going to keep working to make chiropractic the number one healthcare choice in the world. So we appreciate you. Thanks for your trust and belief in me to allow me to run with this bad boy. And uh, yeah, I won't let you down. It's going to be pretty amazing. Awesome. So you guys, you can see that this initiative is critical. It's important for every chiropractor, regardless of who you are, where you are, how you practice. Let's get behind the Chiropractic Defense Council. Make sure you check out the summit. And ultimately, it's very much aligned with our mission. You know, what we all know is what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.